If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight, with your host, Robert Anderson, he with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Luther's Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Inner Sight. Today's topic is spiritual life in the modern world. And I guess a lot of people might say, well, it's very difficult to be spiritual in the modern world, but actually there's a possibility that we might be, uh, might really achieve greater heights of spirituality by being in the modern world. And let's see how that happens. Also, I'd like to share with you the uh, the gift, uh, that we're, the idea about the gift we're going to give. We're going to be giving you a gift this uh, during this show, and I hope you stay tuned, stay with us, so I can tell you more about that gift. But meanwhile, we have a interesting thought from Alice Bailey, the founder of Lucis Trust, our founder. Uh, she wrote many books, and one of the books that she wrote called Glamour, world problem, uh, has this thought. Today, the spiritual seeker lives the dual life of worldly activity and of intense and simultaneous spiritual reflection. This will be the outstanding characteristic of the Western disciple in the contradistinction to the Eastern disciple who escapes from life into the silent places and away from the pressures of daily living and constant contact with others. The task of the Western disciple is much harder, but that which he will prove to himself and to the world as a whole will be still higher. And I guess a lot of times when we think of the uh, the Eastern spiritual person, we think of a monk who's uh, studying and meditating, and perhaps the, uh, uh, the most extreme example of that was an article in the paper not too long ago about a monk who was so cloistered, he lived off in the mountains, and in a monastery, he had never even seen a woman, so that's perhaps the extreme. What makes spiritual development different today than in the past? I think one uh, essential difference is um, found in this opening quotation you just um, uh, gave us. It's the idea that came uh, so clearly to me through a study of the writings of Alice Bailey that, in her words, um, there is no circumstance that does not offer some gain to the life of the soul. This is the realization that comes through loud and clear for, through a study of the, uh, the writings of Alice Bailey, and it's so appropriate for our Western, fast-paced, uh, very active uh, way of life that most of us are caught up in today, that we can live a spiritual life just in the environment where we find ourselves and not 
think that we have to escape to India on a retreat or whatever. It would be nice if we could, but most of us can't afford to do that or can't spare the time or can't leave our occupations or our families. So what I think is important for our listeners to realize is that whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, our soul has placed us in those circumstances. I believe this very deeply. Maybe someone else would disagree, but I believe we are in the circumstances that our soul has put us in, and therefore we're in just the right place to grow, to develop spiritually. Instead of wishing, if only things could be different, then I could focus on my spiritual life. If only I didn't have my children, or if only I had a different husband or a different job. No. We have to say, whatever is my present uh, circumstance, that's what my soul thinks is just appropriate for me right now. Yes, it's essentially, spiritual life is essentially living as a soul in the world. And um, it's, it's expressing the best uh, that uh, one has, that one has within oneself uh, as best as one can. The soul qualities and the soul values, which are essentially uh, love. And um, that's, it's working out these soul qualities in whatever facet of life you are involved in, I think. Maybe related to that is the thought that spiritual development isn't always pretty. Mm-hmm. I remember reading years ago a story. It was probably a, just a, an apocryphal story, but it really registered with me. Some great spiritual teacher was trying to point out to someone uh, the value of their life. This was a, a person who had, it was a woman who had been a single mother raising a three or four children, very poor. She spent all her time yelling and screaming at her children because she was always so upset with the chaos of her life and the desperation of her situation. And she believed that she was not at all a spiritual person because she was continually in a state of agitation and uh, uh, at wit's end with her children and her life. And she envied the example of uh, a nun who could retreat from the world and uh, live an ordered a quiet life of contemplation. But this spiritual teacher said to her that of the two lives, hers was especially valuable because in her circumstances, she loved and she showed responsibility to her children when uh, a lesser being might have given up because this was a person who really had very little resources to draw on, no family, no money, no education. But she was absolutely committed to the welfare of her children and for her her soul had put her in circumstances where she summoned up a capacity to love and to persist on behalf of others her children that really was um, a tremendous achievement yeah i think the, the key there is is the factor of relationship because this is, uh, is what draws out the soul it it uh, it opens the heart and it's establishing right right relationships that uh, really is the key and because this this stimulates the soul to action and uh, it's what as i said it opens a heart center and uh, love pours out and that's the whole uh advantage of uh, going through this rather testing and trials period i think coming back to this uh question robert that you've raised of what makes spiritual development different today 
another thing that comes to mind that's kind of controversial is the increasing tendency of people to practice a kind of a cafeteria-style religion. You hear um, uh, organized uh, religion complaining about this, um, and I, c- I don't really know what um, what's the final answer to that, what the correct response is. It's true that people pick and choose among... Um, their religious practices. If they consider themselves a Catholic, they may feel that they are still able to suspend their acceptance of uh, the church's teaching on abortion or divorce or whatever. Or if you're a Buddhist, you might feel that you are uh, still entitled to forego some of the Buddhist strictures, such as vegetarianism or whatever. Or if you're an Orthodox Jew, that you can be a, a good Jew but not keep kosher. I don't know. People are picking and choosing more and more uh, in how they want to practice their spiritual faith. And this is a phenomenon that's um, uh, kind of controversial, but maybe it's a sign that people want to think for themselves and to think wrongly, if necessary, but to think for ourselves, to make the decisions uh, according to our own sense of our inner uh, guidance. Even if it's wrong, maybe... Uh, Maybe it's a, a step forward for us to be able to make that decision without pressure from some authority. I think they, uh, yes, I, I agree with that. And it, if it's wrong, then we suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. And, and we learn. And we learn from that. And I, I was just thinking of um, living in a city like New York, you, you're constantly uh, tested every day. Uh, you know, we go through this and <laughs> just, we we try to live this, so-called spiritual life, uh, and we do our little sacrificing, and it's it's not easy um, going through the, the daily routines of travel and through just riding the subway, just every riding day. the subway every day, and it's it's we're constantly tested, and this is as the quote said, the task of the Western disciple is much harder because we're constantly uh, confronted with these uh, little injustices and. Uh, um, how we handle ourselves in these situations is very telling and very um, <clears throat> indicative of how much uh, how much love <laughs> you can muster, how much you can pour the soul energy through you in, in times like this. But it, it's, it's a learning experience, and I think in the long run, uh, the people who um, have to put up with so much uh, trial and testing uh, do become more um, more. I don't want to say advanced because that's that's kind of arrogant to say that. But they're more they're better tested mm-hmm. in in the real uh, relationships of life, and that's what really comes down to is establishing relationship because that's the whole key to the plan and working out of God's plan in the world. It also cultivates the um, attribute of humility to right. be tested in this way, and you realize that you're just like everyone else, and it it gives you more patience and more mm-hmm. tolerance for other people's weaknesses because you see them brought forth in yourself too. Yeah, I think the the, the mystic, the mystical approach, let's say, uh, which is the traditional approach of the monk and the in the monastery and. Uh, they don't always encounter, they have never really encountered life in this way. They've spent their energies devoting, uh, devoted to God and finding God, and uh, that, that's fine. That's been the way for you know centuries. 
but uh, now in the, in the Western disciple, I think uh, the way is more outward. It's being involved in the world and uh, being a part of the world. Well, the Alice Be- Belly writings say, the tide of life moves from east to west as, as moves the sun. Um, mm-hmm. I found this difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, to me it means, uh, Dale just touched on it in a comment he made, uh, I think it means that a, a phenomenon that we've seen since about the 1960s or 70s with this tremendous influx into the West of spiritual teachers from the East, particularly from India, the yogis and swamis who came to the States and to Europe and have brought their their understanding of yoga practices and meditation and so on, and uh, the the diaspora of the Tibetan people after uh, China took over Tibet and the Dalai Lama had to flee to India, that also brought uh, this wealth of spirituality from the East, which had been, in a sense, hidden away, sequestered in the Himalayas, brought it out into the Western world where uh, all of us could learn from it. That's one interpretation of that quote. Um, I don't know if Dale has another thought no, on that. No, that, uh, I think that's exactly right, what you said. Um, life tends to move from the east to the west. and Even uh, Jesus in the Gospels apparently retreated uh, to the east for a period of meditation and uh, uh, development and then came back to what for, for him was the the modern, busy, active world where he did his teaching for three years. So uh, if I understand that thought, the the con- contemplative way of life of the East is now being uh, transformed into the active spirituality that we have to be able to perfect here in the West. It's a kind of a dual life that we're asked to create where we fulfill our worldly responsibilities but at the same time, keep this um, unwavering link with our soul, with our inner spiritual uh, life. And it's not easy to merge the two, but that's our, mm, our we, project. Yeah, we still have retreats. Uh, the, uh, the, um, there are many retreats in, this, in the West. Uh, that's a still a tradition that's still mm-hmm. carried on. And I think that's very valuable mm-hmm. because uh, people can take off for a few weeks and go into a mountain retreat or in the, into the somewhere in an isolated place and they can recenter themselves and then come back into society and much refreshed and uh, you know they can face up to those tests in life that uh, everybody has to face now for those people who just tuned in we're listening to inner sight and The theme of today's show is Spiritual Life in the Modern World. If you'd like to order a cassette copy of the show, you're certainly welcome to do so. Or if you'd like to order our books, we have 24 volumes of books, and they're all challenging and thought-provoking. In the books, you can find topics uh, having to do with coping with fear, coping with anxiety, uh, uh, what is self, exploring the different layers of self and all too often we become very content in a very superficial definition of who we are but within within the Alice Bailey books Alice Bailey is the founder of Lucis Trust you'll find wonderful opportunities to explore the deeper layers of oneself and of humanity and to 
find a deeper meaning in life. Uh, so you're welcome to order our books through us if you'd like, or you can order them uh, through Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com, or you can order them from Borders bookstores. Uh, but with us, if you order 20, all 24 volumes, you'll get a discount, and that discount is 10% off the complete price of all 24 volumes, or you can order the individual books directly from us at, and the cassettes of these shows at the following number, one eight six six. Six nine five eight two four seven. Once again, that's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. Or you can think of it uh, more easily, perhaps, as one eight six six NY Lucis. Think of New York Lucis. That's one eight six six NY Lucis. L U C I S. And our website is www.lucistrust.com. Org. Our email is newyork at lucistrust.org. And remember that the work of Lucis Trust, including this program, is funded entirely by voluntary donations. And so if you like this show and you'd like to keep us on the air, we'd certainly appreciate, it, appreciate your support. And we also have a gift for you today that I mentioned earlier in the program. We'll be giving away since it's been so popular in the past, and we're delighted that you're happy with it. And have derived uh, so much pleasure from it. We're offering you the booklet uh, called Science and Meditation. And uh, a lot of people are keying into meditation, and a lot of people report uh, wonderful health benefits from meditation and deeper levels of thinking, and it certainly can be uh, a wonderful inner experience. So you're welcome to give us a call for our free booklet on science and meditation that so many people have wanted before. That's one eight six six ny lucis for that uh, free booklet, Science and Meditation. If you'd like to know who we are and how to become uh, associated with us, we're not a religion, but you can certainly uh, join us in our discussions and in our meditation meetings. Um, you're, you're welcome to do so. You can give us a call also and get a general package of information free of charge that we'll send out for you to you. And so find out more about us. You're welcome to become a part of us. Can you describe some practical applications of spiritual living in today's world? Well, I think one of the <clears throat> interesting um, aspects of Western spirituality is the uh, clear understanding that the material or outer world and inner spiritual realm are linked and uh, indivisible in a sense. We are beginning to wake up to this in um, the recognition of the environment as a reflection of our values, our mishandling of the environment uh, in so many ways, I think is shocking us into a, a realization that we have not always um, treated the, the physical realm as um, a place of um, uh, spiritual expression. We've plundered it. Mm-hmm. And now we're we're in a process of uh, of changing our behavior, and I think this is a, a sign of increasing spiritual living. Another has to do with the 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 growth of philanthropies and charities. People are much more likely to share not only of their money but of their time and their energy and their resources than uh, was true in the past. The fact that the world's so much smaller today through communication and travel and uh, the tremendous phenomenon of the Internet that puts us in touch with each other from uh, all parts of the world makes us want to share and to uh, help 
the response that you see when there are natural disasters, the, the response that comes from all parts of the world, these are expressions of spirituality, of spiritual living, just as much as prayer and meditation are. Yeah, I think we have to keep reminding ourselves that uh, a spiritual spirituality really refers to a growth in consciousness. It's an expansion of consciousness, really. And uh, it doesn't really have to do necessarily with, uh, well, I'm a very religious person, mm -hmm. so I must be spiritual. Or I go to church every uh, Sunday, and uh, so I'm, I'm very spiritual. Uh, it's much, much more than that because a, a spiritual, it has to do with, as I said, the growth in consciousness and it has to do with moving beyond the point of one's present place of achievement. In other words, uh, it's, it's that which embodies the vision and which uh, it's that which urges the person on towards a goal higher than the one he has attained at the present time. So uh, that could be a, um, a businessman, for example, just um, having to the responsibility of a large corporation and, and a large group of workers under his care and uh, having to be concerned with their welfare and their well-being. I think this is, can be a very spiritual experience for him, an expanding experience, because... Um, it opens the heart, and it, it, it uh, consequently expands his own consciousness. And it's moving one's consciousness toward the direction of the whole. And I think that's what constitutes one's uh, sense of spirituality. Well, I'm thinking of, you said before, that uh, every circumstance can be a spiritual experience. I'm thinking of the guy who might be the, in the audience, who might be a street sweeper. And he's saying, well, I'm a, I'm a street sweeper, and it's something I do, and I'm certainly happy to make a living, but how can that be a spiritual experience? Uh, how, how, would you, how would you answer that guy? <laughs> well, I think uh, it doesn't matter what your occupation is, whether you're a Wall Street broker or a street sweeper or a teacher or uh, a school um, cafeteria worker, no matter. What makes the difference is the attitude you bring toward your work. Mm -hmm. The attitude with which you, you view your, your daily tasks. Do you see it as um, a place where you can express your highest and best self, or is it just something you go through the motions kind of unconsciously? And uh, I would imagine there are plenty of people in what we might consider very high-level professions that walk through their days unconscious in the sense of being totally unaware of any spiritual potential available to them in mm -hmm. their job. They're miserable, they think it's boring, and they want to be doing something else, anything else, but what is asked from them each day. When you can turn this attitude around and say, well, whatever I have to do today, if it's sweeping a street or teaching a child or whatever, uh, can be an expression of uh, the best I know how to do that particular mm -hmm. task. I, I have a great belief that uh, all honest work has dignity, and it needs, whatever our job is, needs our best effort. Yeah, even the uh, the street sweeper can uh, spread love wherever he goes or she goes, uh, and it's it's a job that that's kind of dirty, but people really appreciate it. They really should appreciate it, 
because this person is uh, he's cleansing the air, he's cleansing the, the atmosphere, and um, he's trying to improve and beautify the, the life around him and around us. So. Wasn't it Gibran? We often quote the poet uh, Khalil Gibran. Didn't he say, work is love made visible? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And certainly okay. that applies to this the street sweeper, when you say that uh, that person can be can spread love, I think you don't mean just smiling at people and being ever so nice. For some of us, that's more difficult than others. But the love of doing your job the best you can, leaving the uh, your corner of the world a little better than it was when you came to it, that's love made visible, and that's that's work. So. Uh, what is our point? You, you mentioned that uh, there's no circumstance that doesn't offer some gain to the life of the soul. It applies not only to work, but to whatever is happening to you in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can go through terrible crises and disasters, and you can say, well, the whole of the world is, in a sense, entering into a kind of a crisis. Often it's at these very times that there is the most opportunity for spiritual growth. Uh, it's when we're comfortable and content that we kind of sit back and don't really make that effort to expand our understanding of life and think in a new dimension, think outside the the familiar walls of our usual attitudes. So sometimes crisis and uh, even tragedy can be enormously productive to the soul because to the soul there is no no death, there is only life continuing on one plane or another. It doesn't view disaster in the same way that we do. Mm-hmm. What do you think is responsible for the tension and the spiritual confusion of the times? Well, one factor is the enormous speeding up of the times. I, I don't think this is imaginary, that life is lived at a faster pace now than it was 50 years ago. And this, uh, according to the writings of Alice Bailey, is a very productive um, opportunity for us to learn to handle uh, time in a more organized and um, creative way by being forced to live such fast-paced lives. We have the chance to to accomplish more and to learn to handle energy in uh, a way that was never demanded of human beings before. Uh, I don't know. There's a much change taking place, um, as I as I think we've mentioned before, that we're going through a new into a new age, and there are new qualities that are coming into the world and by way of the soul, and these are making an impact on uh, uh, traditional ways of behaving and acting, and uh, so there is bound to be conflict in a situation like this, and. Uh, Especially at the at the uh, spiritual level, at the, at the very core of one's existence, uh, this this conflict is felt. I think, and that that brings up more tension. There's also the phenomenon, uh, just like the Bible. I think it was said that all things shall be shouted from the housetops. We live in an age now when we are inundated with. Uh, information and sometimes with shocking revelations and uh, that that also adds to the tension and the confusion of the times but all of it is producing light and understanding if we could see beyond the initial trauma and uh, the the sense of reaction against these 
these shocks of having the veils uh, stripped from our eyes. It's um, expanding our consciousness, but it's part of the tension and the confusion of the times. Yeah, would you say that the uh, to know the soul, I, was, I just want to have your answer on this, to know the soul, you speak so much about the soul, to know the soul is to know the ways of God. Would you agree with that? Well, yes, uh, because the soul is the reflection of God, and uh, it's it's essentially what we are. Uh, there's the uh, threefold um, in the Trinity, and uh, the soul stands as the mediator mm-hmm. between God and man. So, yes. And the Alice Bailey book, by the way, if you want to pick any book to read, if you like this discussion today, one book that we'd recommend is Glamour, A World Problem, and that's one of the 24 Alice Bailey books. And In closing, we invite you to ponder this thought. Goodwill is the touchstone that will transform the world. Goodwill is love in action and is the energy that draws us together in right relationship. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words uh, relating to the great invocation. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.